0: Welcome to the Established Love Podcast. What's up, Warriors? Thank you so much for joining and being here with us. We are so proud that you are taking steps toward healing and wholeness. We believe God is calling women to the arena to grow and trust in Him, the author, creator, and perfecter of our faith. We know that pursuing healing and wholeness isn't an easy path, nor does it always seem clear, but we hope to remind you that He is good and ever so near. Our vision for Established Love is for women healed and whole from sexual, emotional, and physical trauma. We want women to encounter, be transformed, and catapulted from surviving to thriving in life. Thank you again, warriors, for tuning into the Established Love Soul Sessions. What's up, warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Sessions. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Charlene. On behalf of Sully and I, we are so glad that you're here. In the last couple of weeks, we, since we started this podcast, we have been discussing different I Am statements or lies that we believe about ourselves, and we decided that we're going to replace those lies with God's truth so that we can build our identity on a strong foundation with who and what God says that we are. This week, I'll be covering the statement, am I not special? Have you ever felt like you were not special? Ever felt insignificant? I think it's safe to say that at one point or another in our life that we have felt this way. I know I have definitely felt this way before, maybe more than I would like to admit. But today, I want to cover the area of not feeling special in the eyes of God. Have you ever felt not special in the eyes of God? I can remember a season in my life where I felt like I was in a dry place, or in a desert with a phone with bad reception, and I'll explain the phone part a little bit later. So quickly, I want to share something about myself. There was a point in my walk with Christ that I didn't really pray as much as I do now, or I didn't really pray as effectively as I could or as I do at this time. Partially because I thought I needed to know more of my Bible in order to pray like everybody else around me. A lot of my friends, they would pray like the scriptures. And I'm like, oh man, like I need to read my Bible more so I can pray the scriptures too. And on the other side, I felt like maybe I should just keep praying for other people because that's the right thing to do. Which, that's good. Don't get me wrong. You should definitely pray for other people. Um... But I think I was always really hesitant about praying for myself. And I'm going to tell you why. I felt like I had a phone with a bad connection. I I would pray for my friends, my family, or anyone else outside of myself. And I would see those prayers being answered. Like, it didn't always happen overnight or the next day. But I definitely did see those prayers get answered over time. When others would pray for me, like if I would tell my friends, can you pray for me about this or that? I would see like those prayers getting answered, not always, but I did see some of them get answered. But the thing is, this I felt like when I was praying for myself, like I had to beg and plead God to get an answer. And sometimes I wondered, like, does God not hear me? Does my phone line only make long distance calls, as in prayers for other people and not for myself? It was tough. It was really hard. I felt unheard. I felt insignificant. I felt not special. time that I considered to be my dry season, I felt like I was out of options. I felt like I spent most of my prayer time just praying for others and presenting their requests to God, mostly because I was a little scared. Well, why even pray for myself? Because God's not even going to answer me. So I just spent most of my time just praying for other people. And um, like I mentioned before, there's nothing wrong with praying for other people. I think it's so important to intercede for your friends, for your family, for your coworkers. Um But in this case, I started to feel like maybe God has selective hearing. I don't know. And I know that's kind of crazy to say because that's not true. But I really felt like insignificant and like my voice didn't matter. Um, so... It took me quite a while to combat this lie. Um, Even though I know the truth, I think sometimes we can know something, but our reality doesn't always match up with what we know or how we're feeling. So sometimes we linger in a place that we shouldn't, like believing a lie that God doesn't hear you, um, instead of replacing it with the truth. So I combated this lie of not feeling special or being insignificant in the eyes of God with, of course, (laughs) the Word of God, Um, I'm going to share with you a few scriptures um, that really help me to push past this lie and and really press in with my prayer time. Um, The first one is from Philippians um, it's 4, chapter 4, verse 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It's one of my favorite translations where you can read from any translations. So verse 6 says this, Be anxious for nothing. But, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I think the scripture always reminds me that when I'm feeling anxious, I shouldn't be anxious. Number one, and number two, if you are feeling anxious, always present that that anxiety, that worry, that fear to God. Always pray, always talk about it with God. um God knows where you are, He knows how you're feeling. And it's about having a conversation with God um, through prayer. Um, so I always think it's important to really just lay down that anxiety and pray. So know today that God hears you, He sees you, and you are special in His eyes. And um, another story that always reminds me to press in in prayer and not to give up um, is the story of Hannah. Um, This is a Bible story you can find in 1 Samuel. It's in chapter 1, and I'm going to give you just a brief background um, about this woman named Hannah. So, this lady Hannah, she's married. Um, She doesn't have any children. Her husband has another wife, and um, she does have children, and she would taunt Hannah and, like, basically make fun of her because, you know, Hannah didn't have any children. Um, And then Quick sidebar, if you don't know the story um, or you're not really aware of the Bible, um, during this time period, it was normal to have more than one wife. So anyway, back to the story. Um, So every year, Hannah and her family, they would travel to the city to worship God. Um, In this particular year, Hannah was overwhelmed, um, saddened by the fact that she hasn't yet to have any children. Um, she was so overwhelmed with grief it was visible on her face that her husband like asked her like why are you sad what's what's bothering you?" Um, and he tried to comfort her with kind words, but that wasn't enough. Um, have you ever felt like so disappointed or so um frustrated or upset that the prayers that you've prayed for years Um, haven't come to pass and even when someone tries to comfort you with kind words or they try to encourage you um, it's it's even hard to receive because you're like maybe you don't even realize where you're feeling bitter or you're feeling just you know frustrated and you're tired and you want to give up that's definitely how Hannah is feeling in this moment she is completely and utterly disappointed and heartbroken So much so that she can't even eat or her face just says, I'm over it. (laughs) Um, So, okay, just bear with me. I'm going to get to the point of the story. She goes to the temple to pray. The Bible says, actually, that this was year by year. So every single year they would go to the celebration. And every single year... She was reminded of how her prayers were not being answered. Have you ever felt like you have been or, or have you ever been in a situation where you are constantly reminded of your prayers that have not been answered? Like Hannah, um, I think that I've, I've been in that situation before. And it's difficult. Like you want to rejoice with others and you should. Um, when God answers their prayers, but I think sometimes it also, it's kind of hurtful. Like, yikes, (laughs) I'm praying for this same thing and I haven't seen any changes. Um, I think that's normal too, you know, to express that disappointment while at the same time rejoicing and celebrating with, um, your, your family, your friends, whoever it is. So trying to find a balance, um, between the two, can be difficult, but I do believe it's necessary. I think the worst thing that you can ever do is try to hide your feelings under a rug. Um, it's called like sweeping things under the rug. I think the more you sweep things under the rug, the bigger the pile becomes and you're more likely to trip over it down the road. So always trying to or try to address um, those things, those feelings that you may be having in the moment maybe key or even just acknowledging them like okay I noticed that I felt this way when someone mentioned this particular thing Um, so I feel like always being aware of where you are how you're feeling what you're thinking is pivotal um, to building a stronger foundation in your identity um, and for your life as a whole so back to the story with Hannah Um, So Hannah would go to the temple this one day. She was completely fed up and so overwhelmed um, that she just went to the temple to pray and to cry out to God. She was in such distress that the priest saw her like praying and he saw her mouth moving and he didn't hear any sounds. Um, And so he went up, he goes up to her and he asks her like, are you drunk? Like, why would you come here drunk? and the lady tells him Hannah tells him like I'm not drunk I'm I just need God's help right she was so desperate calling out to God um that an onlooker perceived her to be a different way um and I just want to pause for really the quick on the story but I just want to um encourage you and remind you or let you know if you don't know this Uh, You never have to apologize for the way you worship or the way you pray or the way you seek out God. Um, God can handle all of your emotions, whether you're happy, you're sad, mad, whatever it is, God can handle it. And um, never feel like you have to pretend that you're okay when you're not okay. You know, you cannot lie to God and you shouldn't try to let yourself... um, so that others can perceive you a certain way. So, back to the story. So, Hannah explains to him, you know, what's going on, and he prays for her, the priest prays for her. Um, and she receives his like his prayer, his blessing over her. She gets up. She wipes her face and she goes and she eats. Um, and I feel like this is such a pivotal moment in this story. Um, that I think maybe sometimes if you're reading this, you kind of skip over this one part. But in this moment, you know, not her circumstances, her situation did not change, right? Also, it seems like it hasn't changed. But suddenly, it was like this prayer of blessing over her gave her the faith and the strength to stand up, to wipe away her tears, and to eat, right? To, like, to nourish herself. To, like, refuel her body. So, sometimes when you're waiting on an, a prayer to be answered or a request that you've made known to God to be responded to, I think you have to, like, you have to get to a point where you change your posture. Your posture. Change your posture from kneeling and crying to standing and rejoicing. Um, I think sometimes we we just keep crying out crying out crying out and we stop we don't stop to rejoice and to just praise God and to thank him. Uh the verse that I read earlier um from Philippians 4 um verse 6 it says to, with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. So thanksgiving is like um a prayer of thankfulness. You know like thanksgiving is around the corner. Well not that much around the corner. It's a couple of months away. But during the Thanksgiving season, we always list out all the things we're thankful for. So during your prayer and your supplication time, when you're presenting your request, always take time to just thank God for the things that He has already done in your life. Thank God for the breath in your lungs. Thank God for your health. If you don't know anything to thank God for, for, take a look around you. Like, thank God for this home that I have. It may not be the biggest home, but it's something. Thank God for my hands that, you know, they work or my legs, they're working. Just simply find a way to thank God for the little things. And and that can really change your outlook and your perspective on your situations. So what Hannah did was she was someone prayed for her. The priest prayed for her and she quickly like her whole demeanor changed. Um, and I think that's so important really to, to know when it's time to, to weep and cry and, um, to know when it's time to stand and rejoice In Ecclesiastes, um, it says there's a time, there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to rejoice and there's a time to cry. And I think that's very important, um, when you are praying and making your requests, um, known. Just knowing the the time, like when to listen, I should say, and when it's time to speak. Um. So yeah, so I really think that you should definitely finish reading the story. It's again in First Samuel, the first chapter, the story of Hannah. Um, which, by the way, spoiler alert: Hannah is Samuel's mom. Um. So definitely read the story to uh, find out more, an interesting, and also an inspirational story of a woman who um despite how she was feeling she continued to press through in prayer um and she finally did see the the fulfillment of the prayers that she had been asking but wow can you imagine like the amount of pain that she must have been in emotional pain or even physical pain sometimes um things can be so overwhelming emotionally that you can feel the pain physically I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but um, sometimes when I'm overthinking, it literally can give me a headache, so it's definitely, um, it's definitely a thing, but how many of you today are feeling the pain from unanswered prayers, or how many of you are feeling insignificant, like your voice is not being heard? Well, I hope that this story about Hannah encourages you and comforts you during this time of uncertainty, Or it gives you um, some type of clarity uh, when you were maybe in a dry place and you felt like your prayers were not being answered and you were insignificant or your voice was not being heard. I hope that this encourages you to remember to continue to seek God, continue to pray, continue to knock um, until the doors open unto you. Never to give up and to remember that God hears you, he sees you, um, he cares for you. And he is not excluding you. Uh, I heard once um, actually at my church that if God is silent, maybe it's it's always for a reason. It's not that he's ignoring you. Um, because God is good and his character does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was good yesterday in answering prayers in ways that they, we did not expect, he is good today. And he's answering prayers in ways that we did not expect. And so forth, even tomorrow. Um, So yeah, so with that being said, be encouraged. Don't give up praying. um, Even if you feel like you've asked the same question a hundred times, keep asking, keep asking, keep seeking after God. And remember that you are loved, you are chosen, and you are significant, and you are special. Until next time, Warriors. What's up, Warriors? We are less than three weeks away from our first ever women's conference called the Beautiful Exchange. We hope that you can make it. Invite your friends, sisters, coworkers, families. This event is 100% free. You can register today at our Eventbrite link, which you can find in our bio on our social media pages at est.lovenyc. Registration closes Friday, October 1st. Can't wait to see you there thanks for listening in we hope you're leaving encouraged and inspired until next time warriors